Okay, good evening everybody. So, we started last week with this amazing Sefer, Tamer uh, Devara, and really talking about how to emulate HaKadosh Baruch Hu, how to, to copy the Divine, and in the process of that, uh, to bring Bracha into our own lives and into the world at large. And, and just to, just to re- remind ourselves, really the focus of this work of the Ramak, or Moshe Kadavara, who was the Rebbe of the Arizal, of the great who's the, who is taught, was the teacher of Kabbalah, of the Rashis Chachma, which was one of the greatest sages of, which Sefer has learned of the Shloh, considered him his Rebbe, and many others. It's a, it's a Kabbalistic work, but it really teaches us how Hashem deals with the world. And every time, at the end of every chapter, he'll tell us well, how we personally can emulate that. Like, there's actually a muster for all of us in it. And we discussed last week that who is like Hashem, right? Mi Hashem, who is like Hashem, right? Mi Hashem, who is like Hashem, who really um, gives us life every single second, every single moment, and even though He's giving us life, at times we're breaking the whole point of our lives. And yet, Akash Baruch Hu still endows us and blesses us with Chaim, uh, with life, and, we're, and that bearance, that ability of HaKadosh Baruch Hu to bear with us, as we, we should bear with others um, as well. We should emulate Hashem in that and bear with Him. Now the next thing uh, is Naisa Oven. Naisa Oven means Hashem bears sin, which seems to be a repetition. So says the author, This attribute, this next clause, this next attribute, Noisa Alba that Akash Barku bears sin is greater, is even greater than Mikamar Hashem. Why is that? Shariloh Yasa Ha'adam Avon Shalo Yivra Mashkas. There is a, a person never does a sin that does not create a negative spiritual force. Now, this is, I remember, now remember, uh, many times I actually had per, different permutations. Uh, different, uh, different cases of this, where in different conversations, where you know a person will tell me they keep kosher or Shabbat or something like Shabbos, which is great, and and, and in Yiddishkeit and in Judaism, every little bit counts, and, and and that's fantastic and wonderful, and I don't want to take away from that. However, when a person tells me they keep kosher at home and on the street, or they're doing partially, and I'm not talking about where, where a person's in a, in, a, in a growth process, but where a person has decided that that's, that's sufficient, and that's enough, they, or, 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 or they, they do it, but they don't hop while they're doing it, but they really don't understand, and this is a super important thing, which is stressed at length in the Zayhar, is that every time that a person does an Avera, they actually create a, a mashness, a negative spiritual force, which is what punishes them, which is what damages them, which is a source of any kalala, any curse in their own life. That is it, actually. Uh, Shlomo Melech says in, in, in Mishlei that people who are sinners, they actually are punished by their own, by their own ra, by their own, by, by their own uh, evil. That's the, their own chatayim that punish 
them. That's what he says in the 13th parach of Mishnah. Yirmiyahu says to say similarly that basically um, it says your own ra, your own evil will afflict you. And that means, and that actually means that the pshat of that, the explanation of that is that when a person does an avera, it's not like, let me backtrack. Sometimes when people, when I have these conversations, like I keep kosher style. So they, they, a person who says that, I'm sure we've all met people in the Bay Area who keep kosher style. What they're really saying is that, that kosher to them is a culture. Like, it, like Italians keep like their pizza or the lasagna uh, or something like that. And, you know, Svarty food, uh, you know, is nice and it can be nice and spicy. But it, spe- it speaks to them. Or they look at it as a, as a, as a national pastime but to do this. Um, we, the significant thing is, we believe, we know that when a person does an Avera, it's not like they jaywalk, you know. Everyone jaywalks. Almost everyone jaywalks. Every person jaywalks. So what happens when you jaywalk? Well, if there's no cars and there's no police, nothing happens. If you, if you jaywalk in Yiddishkeit, if a person breaks even a minor law, they actually damage the entire world, and they, in particular, damage their own soul. And that damage, if we, you know, uh, I would say, I, I think I once said this, I forgot which, I probably more than once said, but one of my shirmim is Mr. Sharm. If you want to understand what Yerush Shemayim is, the, the greatest barometer, you want to be able to measure it, is how much you fear sin. How when a, and, and the only way a person can really fear sin, I'm not talking about nervous people. It, I'm talking about a person is cognizant. A person is aware that what a hate is. That when a person now when a person sins, they are causing tremendous spiritual damage. We can't as much as I would sit if I could sit for three hours describing it, and I would scratch the surface of how damaging how damaging, damaging, damaging any hate is. So when a person keeps kosher style and it's not kosher, they damage their neshama. They damage their soul. If a person, um, again, obviously if a person purposely does things versus uh, uh, by mistake, and we live in a world where nobody, nobody doesn't ever, uh, you know, doesn't not sin. But, but no, one thing, if a person breaks Shabbos, that is tremendously, tremendously damaging. So here's, here's, listen to this. There is no person who doesn't sin. And when we sin, we actually create a mashkas, and this negative spiritual force, which, you know, which the, in others they call it a kategor, a prosecutor. <laughs> so there's a level of when a person does a hate, that, that when they're judged in this world and in the next world, on the heavenly scale, that sin that a person did will be part of the prosecuting team against the person, that they should be prosecuted. But it's way deeper than that. That's what the Mishnah says just on a basic understanding. The, the, the sin itself, it's, it's, it, it's not even like, sometimes we, I've seen, I've seen Svarm, Heintiger, modern day Svarm compared to like cancerous things, you know, it, it, it's, it, it's not just a build up. That one sin itself is damaging. It's tremendously, you know, it's like people think they smoke. So if you smoke one time, you smoke one time, does anything happen to you? Not necessarily. No, you may cough. 
but there's no long-term damage. One smoke of a sin is long-term damage. It doesn't, without tshuva, which we'll get to, it doesn't disappear, and now as a prosecutor, a person is, at some level, damaged goods. Okay? That's a very, very important and big thing, but at some level, now we, again, we live in a generation today where people, where, where all of you for sure who are listening to this call, I know some people have this, uh, what's it called? Uh, the Shabbos Project. Bacon and I got a few emails about that, uh, whatever, the, the Mechala night. So, whether you're here on the call, or you're here later, or I don't even know you are listening on, on, on Think Torah, the bottom line is anyone listening to a shir today is a tzaddik, is righteous, and, you know, and should appreciate that. Um, that doesn't change the fact that all of us would be bigger and better, even more righteous, even more tzaddikim, if we didn't have hate, because the hate damages us. And therefore, when a person sins, it creates a negative spiritual force, literally a, a, a prosecuting uh, uh, angel against us, because it's not as we learn in the mission of us. One avera. One avera. That person, when they did that avera, they, they, what happens to them, they acquired for themselves a kateger echad, a one prosecutor against them, and that prosecuting angel, you know how I was creating this, now why is it ploni asiani? Because this prosecuting angel, it damages the entire world. It, it, and certainly it, it, it affects Klag because we're all inter, inter, inter uh, inter, interconnected. The ain, and therefore, the ain bria miskayemes ba'olam ela b'shifal shal kashbarcho. And therefore, what should really happen is if a person would sin, um, they should be pretty much zapped immediately. I'm just obviously Hashem creates free will. He didn't do that, and he allows us to choice, and which which will be elaborated on. However, in theory, in theory, if we zapped uh, uh, immediately, it's not just because we, we rebelled against the Hashem we sin. It's also because when a person sins, they create a, a literally a prosecutor uh, against them, which which could be which could be could be which which is damaging. I remember I once saw that Chris Christie said, "If the feds ever investigate a person, they will always find." Something wrong. If they go through a person's files and they they're auditing and they're looking, they're gonna find something. Okay, and th- this is not the feds, a bunch of human beings looking at a person's taxes and finances and and, and how they deal with a million things. Th- this prosecuting thing, it, it's right in front of Akash Baruch Hu, and, and there's no there's no hiding from it. So what should be in theory is um, a person should get should should get after right if a person. In the old day, would would uh, I'm just reading a book about the the Russian czars who were brutes, who, who beyond belief. Um, I, one of my the most amazing pictures I ever saw was I think it was Alexander the second or the third. He was once visiting the troops, and I never I didn't understand the level of what it meant to be a dictator like a Russian czar. You saw the army were like bowing. They were off their horses. They got off their horses. And they're bowing to the czar, right? Like literally bowing, like you imagine, you know, Haman or Purim. <laughs> they're all on the ground bowing. These Russian soldiers 
to the czars. I think it must have been Alexander III because it was um, in the late, maybe late 19th century, early 20th century. A czar, if you were in one second, if he said do something and you didn't do it, he'd off their head. I mean, we're crazy. And Hashem, who, who, who's way more than some Russian uh, brutes, who gives us life and, and we still do it, and really this mashas, it's his rachamim that keeps us alive. Vari mashas has a oymel Now, I just, as I stressed, and I, and I mentioned a couple of times, this work, the Ramak, was from the greatest Mukubalim. We're not learning his Kabbalistic works, but his, this work is, Male the Gaddish is filled with Kabbalistic ideas. Um, and he then says the following thing, Hazeh, this, uh, this negative spiritual force is oimid lafana that the sin creates. Uvamay niskayim. How does it stay in the world? What what sustains it spiritually? Hadin noisen shiyomer. So the, it, it, the, the 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 strict letter of the law should be that Hashem says, "Eni zan mashkisim." I'm not going to give you sustenance, which is um, it's not it doesn't eat Cheerios or, or bagels. But it means I'm not going to give you this spiritual life. Uh, every, Hashem has to give life to everything in this world. So I says, I'm not going to give you the ability, negative spiritual forces to stay alive. Yelech, go, go. This person, this man, this lady, who created this negative spiritual force, the Aparnas Mimenu, you'll sustain off him. Okay? Which means that with the negative spiritual forces the person created, it's now going to be parasitic on him. By Amashmas Hazeh, this negative spiritual force, I guess it's a big Kabbalistic idea, Yoyun Miyad, right, uh, in theory could have taken this person's neshama, soul, Karas cut him off, Onenish Alav, uh, uh, or the person should be punished until this mashkas disappears to the punishment. So that means the punishment will take the place of the damage, and the mashkas, this negative spiritual force, will disappear. Is that clear to everyone so far? Does it make sense to everyone? Okay, because I'm not... This is, again, uh, uh, a pretty big uh, Kabbalistic idea. That, By the way, we're focusing on the negative right now. We, sh- we should see what the Zohar, if you want to appreciate it, the greatness of our de- deeds... Right? All of us listening to this year are, are, are creating tremendous Kedusha in the world. Right? In 1049 in Chicago, and in 849 in the Bay Area, or in Texas, uh, where, where Levi is, or anywhere else, um, there is tremendous Kedusha. I, I just understand that. I just want to focus on that. Tremendous amount of Kedusha being created just from this year. But, but, but Mitzat Sheni, and, and the Mashchus, is created from from time and that stays uh, uh, that that sticks there. Then, it, but but in in, a per, in in theory, it should a person should either self destruct or get badly damaged, right? Stick your finger into an electric socket with a, with a spoon or something wet, you'll you'll get zapped, right? Touch an electric electrified fence, you're gonna get zapped, right? In theory, it should damage, spiritually damage or even worse to a person. Hashem does not do a person can eat a treif chas v'shalom or speak lashon hara or break the Shabbos or a woman could dress provocatively and cause a man 
to, to sin, and she's the one who did it. Or a man can go looking on the internet and see the abyss, whatever it be. Or you could scream at somebody and hurt their feelings for no reason. You could a person could insult a person. All of these things create a mashkas. Person can be cruel. All these things create a mashkas. So and and yet in a kashbarch oisa can elanaisa v'soivel ha'avon kashbarch who bears he bears and endures the sin uchemoshu zan es kol ha'olim kula now what it means to say the following thing Hashem just like he feeds the entire world and gives sustenance to the world he also a lot carries. This mashkas, he doesn't allow it to destroy a person. He, this negative spiritual force, which is a reality in the world, which is which is parasitic to the person, he Hashem kaviyachol feeds it so it doesn't destroy you, you, you and I. He actually feeds this mashkas. He allows it not to destroy a person, and he, and he gives it the spiritual sustenance that. Ultimately, one of three things have to happen. O, yashiv achayt v'tshuva, v'yechleo v'yvayatleo b'siguyov, right? Either a person will uh, do tshuva, and through his tshuva and his exer- pushing himself and, and, and exerting himself, that will take away any of the negative spiritual spiritual reality in this world, which means tshuva, not only does it take, I, I, this I know I've said many times in, in past years, when a person does tshuva, there's two aspects. There's taking away the act and cleaning the damage that was done, right? I'll give you a crude example. I just mentioned it. If a man looks at improper sites, so he did something wrong, right? But his head, <laughs> does, it's still on the hard drive. So that means you have to do something to take it out. If a person um, um, eats something non-kosher, it's in his blood or her blood. So that actually, you have to be cleansed of that out. The, the, that's because there's still the mashkas there. So when a person does tshuva, whether he davens and he does charity and he's kind and, and he feels the pain of it, that cleanses it completely. Something that doesn't exist in the real world, which means if you truly do a terrible, if you murder someone, you can't bring them back. Here, the, the tshuva can actually erase that reality. Um, oh, huh, or you don't do tshuva. Sometimes, in order that if he cares enough about a person, in this world, he'll give them a patch in this world. Right? If, uh, you know, somebody just told me this week they're getting a root canal. Okay? Now, that root canal for many people is preventable. They should have brushed their teeth. They should have flossed, right? Uh, but when you're at the point where your nerve is dying, whatever it's going to be, the root canal is actually very kind. It's, without that root canal, right, that would be a terrible reality. The person could, you know, really, really be in bad shape. So if a person doesn't do tshuva and Hashem cares enough about the person, they'll root canal him in this world, Kaviyachol. They will get patched. They will get punished to be cleansed of their sin in this world, which is a temporal, short world, as opposed to the world to come. If they, if, or the third option is the person can go to H E L L to Gehenim, or Yelach Be Gehenim Yifra, 
and in Gehanim, they will be cleansed of the sin, which means that damaging thing doesn't disappear. And I just want to just point out, that, uh, you know, I once saw the Mashkir of Lakewood, Matasial Salman, it's an amazing thing. Actually, it's not from him, but he, he connected it to Torah and Tavara. That there is a very famous uh, question, oh, actually, it's not that it's a famous question, but it's a, it's a famous work of Taurus of Ram, Ram Gedinsky, it was the, uh, in the Slabarka Yeshiva. He was a brother-in-law, an older brother-in-law to the great American Gadol, Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky. And in his work, he asked the following question. That the Medrash says, the Torah begins with Chesed, the five books of Moshe, and ends with Chesed. It begins with Hashem giving clothes of Or to Adam the Chava, and it ends with, what does it end with? How does the Torah end? Moshe. Right? With the burial of Moshe. So it begins with chesed and ends with chesed. And the matter says to teach us to follow in Hashem. Fract asked the Torah of Ram, why does it pick Adam the Chava, Hashem gave them a clothing of or, why did it say Hashem created the world? He created, he put Adam and Chav and got eight, I mean, a million things. Why is that the example? Everything in creation was the biggest chesed Hashem. Why does it stress, why does it stress that the chesed Hashem gave him clothes? And, and to, to make a long story short, the Torah of Ram explains and elucidates is the following thing. That everything Hashem did in the beginning of the world was before Adam sinned. The, it's a much greater chesed to be kind after the sin. Understand? When, when you're super kind to somebody before they do something wrong to you, that is great. But if you're super kind to a person after they punched you, they, they insulted you, I, 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 I'm, I'm being frank, I can't tell you in my, in my short life, I should have, how many family feuds do I, that I dealt with and a person says to me, at some level, something like this, they hurt me. They insulted me. They attacked me. They humiliated me. Something of that sort. And they, not only, forget it, doing a good. It's only a question of how much bad they want to get. You know, they, 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 here, after you hurt, after you're insulted, to be so kind, that's way bigger. I mean, a person be kind and generous and friendly to a person, they didn't hurt them. So, and we know that in the Yudgimah of Rachamim, one is before the sin, and one's after. And here, after we sin, this is that this this thing of Neisav and Hashem bear sin is the kindness after the sin, after you're insulted, after you're humiliated, after the person was reckless and smashed your car, trashed your house, whatever it may be, and you're still going out of your way to be kind to such a person. That is a higher level. That's why this chapter started the lotion of the Ramakas. This is a goidom makoidem. This is gresser. That Hashem sustains these negative spiritual forces, these mashchisim, is way higher. I mean, you know, to, for, for, uh, think of any of us. Well, you and I. If somebody would come over, we did them a favor, we gave them a hospitality. Oh, I'll pick a case, okay? I'm not, I'm, not pick, I'm not going to pick children for good reason because it's you go ahead you have a sibling I'm going to make it up right now I'm, I didn't think about this make it you have a sibling this sibling was down and out down and out 
down and out. You see the sibling and you say, my brother, my sister, whatever it may be. You pick them up. You're so kind to them. You're so caring. You give them a house. You give them a job. You give them a car. You go out and call them. You make them friends. You make their shidduch. You pay for their wedding. Right? You, you, you give them vacations. You give them everything you want. And that's, that's great. You're, you're a great sibling. You are a fantastic sibling. You're kind. Now imagine the same sibling goes ahead, robs you, takes, empties your bank account, right? bad mouths you, insults you, motions you. How, what if a person would be still kind to that person? Now you're talking a way higher level. <laughs> this thing in the case means after the damage is done, it's way harder. Way harder. Way, way harder. And, 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 you know, and, and how about this? You, you give someone a job and they, they mess up. Why is it there? Let's say they don't insult you, but they mess up. Why is this my problem? Why? Why? Because they made stupid decisions. Right? Just today, by the way, I, I had a meeting with the, whole, with the, the entire... Um, there could be people from Chicago. I'm actually just going to hold back. And say, I had the entire one of the schools, the, the senior staff, about an issue, and really, it's not the school's issue. It really, really is not. It's parents' issues, right? It's a small group of parents, you know, being reckless with their own children. But because we care about every child, we're going to deal with it. Like, but why is it our problem? You, you're the parents. This is not our problem. Right and and, and, and and this I'm thinking wait, school some level has an achrayas responsibility but imagine you have no responsibility this person just makes a dumb mistake Hashem still bears here it's to him it's insulting to Hashem it's a it's attack on Hashem who paid for the wedding and all these things and he bears with it right and he holds it that's why this is a greater level but ultimately ultimately for our sake to give us free will there is a reality to sin. So either we do tshuva, chas there is some kind of, in this world if we're lucky, or in the eternal world, and again, it doesn't take away from the good, after Gehenna, a person, after H-E-L-L, a person will get all of my ball, but that, it has to be cleansed. Hainu sha'amar kain. That's what kain said to Hashem. Hashem. Hashem says to kain, you did this, you killed your brother, Hevel. Right? This is the beginning of time, right? The first day of creation. So the fourth pack of parishes, Kayan says to Hashem, God will avoid him inside. Hashem is my sin. Is my sin too great to bear? God will avoid him inside. And what the Medrash Tanakhuma says, Why? I, I, I kill my brother. You know what I just mentioned? person speaks Lashon Hara, creates a spiritual negative force. Imagine murdering your brother. You know the spiritual forget the, the, the what you did, but this spiritual damage of murder beyond belief, right? And and, and Kain knows that at that moment, he knows that he, he can be totally destroyed by his own sin, and he says to Hashem, "Is my sin too much to bear?" And the Medrash expounds and elucidates, "Kol ha'olam, kulo Hashem, you sustain the ganzadot. The entire world. Yirtzavazan umafarnis. Right? You, you, you sustain it. You give it. There's, you know, there's a million things in our, our life. All you're hearing and seeing. There's all kinds of forces of nature that, that, that we, if you're not, we're not learning to call this to love us. But everything in the world revolves around the Kaddish Baruch revolves around Hashem. 
And you allow that. You, you take care of that, Hashem. Va'avoni kaved. You can't save me from my own sin. What's he saying? Va'avoni kaved. God, you can't help me. Is my sin too much for you to bear? What you can't hold my sin? Sheina toyoich lasayvo pirshu lefarnasa. What he's really saying is, I will be destroyed by my sin. When he was confronted with the sin, he realized that that sin, that negative spiritual force, will destroy him, will kill him. And what kind of turns to Hashem is, can't you bear my sin? This is a completely different level, what the Kabbalah is saying. Can't you bear the mashness that my sin created? Can't you take care of this? Pishul of Farnoso, give me time to do tshuva. Give me time, Parnoso, you hold this. Yashav ve'esaken. In Ken, this is a midah savlan, this Hashem, after what we did, we're, you know, Hashem endows us and blesses us, grants us uh, with free will and boundless potential. We have the ability, as the Pasek says in something, a little bit less than the divine. We, have, we can be, we have Tzalem Elohim, as I mentioned last time, we're in the God's image, we have so much potential. But the way we can grow in this world is through free will. And Hashem allows us this free will. Um, when we choose to do stupid things, or and, and every sin, by the way, has a level of stupidity, because if we would have clarity, if we would know at that moment, right, what we're doing, we would never do it. Who in the world who's sane takes a, a knife and stabs himself? So I'm not talking about clinical illness right now. Nobody does that. And when a person sins, they're taking a spiritual knife and stabbing themselves. Nothing less. That's what the person is doing. So what happens is, is at that moment, a person doesn't see clearly. Right? It rationalizes. Again, we're, we're talking about at their level. Obviously, there's some people that they don't know better. They're at the level. But at their level. Um, and she yells on over your farness, this is Hashem sparing, that He sustains this terrible thing he bears with this damage that a person did. Did you let know, you lend your friend a car? Your friend a car. They smash it. Your insurance rates go up. You know they, they hurt somebody. I mean, you. Why is this your problem? <laughs> why, why am I paying for his damage? Why do I pay? We'd all like think. What, what? They mess up, right? They mess up, and, and, and I have to pay for it, right? Uh, Hashem gives us a car and we smash the car and it's Hashem's problem. I mean, this is like, I, I, I really, I'm, I'm sorry, that's my own fault. These are like crude. It's way deeper than that. Yeah. Now, now he teaches you and I. That's how Hashem deals with the world. This level of Naisa of Hashem bears sin is bigger then who is as great as you, Hashem? It's really Kamaikh Hashem. And from this, you and I should learn something. And what's that's the following. Um Ha'adam, you and I, we were trying to emulate HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Kamatsarach Shiasavlan. Right? How much we need to bear with people. Lisbon. Right? Even if they mess up. Now again, we're not getting into Chinuch here. And very often, by the way, we can't, we're not in a position to educate a person. You have a person at work, you have a sibling, you have a relative, you have a neighbor, you have a person who goes to shul, 
right? I can tell you this quite frankly, uh, all, I think, uh, at least on this, on this uh, media call right now, all of us have a common denominator. We all spend time in, in the Halakha plots, in the holy place, in the holy shalom, Amechad, right? So there were people who made nothing major, colossal, but bad decisions when they're moved in the shul, and other people had to clean it up. Why is it their problem? Right? Why do they have to do it? This person messes up. Right? I'll give it... Uh, somebody makes a kiddush, and it's their supposed to clean up, and they don't clean it up. So you have two... Cho- and they're not going to clean it up. They, they, they left town. So you have two choices. You can be angry at them, or you can clean up yourself. <laughs> right? You, you can have the mitzvah cleaning the shul. Right? You, a person themselves can go ahead and do that. If a person does that and says, you know what? This person made a mistake. Why should the shul lose out? Why, why, should, why should the, next, the, the person coming to davening the next day see a major mess? Right? Or, or, or maybe the person who didn't clean up, you know, they had a, they had a, a sheva brachas or a wedding or they're flying out or, or, or their physical, their physical issues. Why? It's their, I'm making the kiddush, not my problem. Why should I clean up? But no. If a person wants to emulate Hashem on a small level, it's not just, if somebody messes up or makes a bad decision, it's okay that we step in. That's what it means to be Hashem. It means a person um, um, should go ahead and tolerate other people's errors and not let that bring them down, right? A person, I gave you an example before, which I mentioned uh, which is way more, which is way more personal, way more painful. When you're insulted by a person, by a relative, and, um, and there are people who they cut people off, the, the sibling or the relative, or they won't go out of the way to help them. I'll, actually, I'll bring a, a case right now. It's a true story. There's there's an individual. I this guy I know very well. He has grandchildren in the yeshiva. And many years ago, he was hurt by, way before my time, wait, the people, no one of these people around, by the, someone in the, in the yeshiva. So I said to him recently, I was talking about, you know, he was a very, very successful person, maybe you'll help out. So he tells me that, you know, that my heart's not there. Now, I'm not going to, the person's a good person. Why, why not? You know, people messed up 30 years ago, and that's why your heart's not there, Right? You're insulted, but the right thing to do is to say, this is the right thing to do. But what happens is, is when, it, when Hashem, is, again, Hashem gives us life and still cleans up our mess and bears with it, we tend, we tend, when it's, when it's uh, I can give you an example, I give you an example, easy example. You see a kiddush in the shul, this person did not do a good job cleaning up. I'm telling you, I don't even know Gabe, whatever. You know, what hour is it wrong in, in, in San Jose? I said, come on, guys, clip show. I was like, okay, I, I need to make sure I clean it up. I'm telling you right now, from afar, why would you not want to clean it up? Because it's his responsibility. It's her responsibility. You know, I heard that many times from very, a lot of good people. They're good people, but they're not emulating Hashem. Because if you could go and clean up the mess, why? Because it's, they're not going to do it, so it's not my responsibility. Right? My son tell my kids, clean up your room. Oh, this one did it. Why should I clean up? Because your father asked me to clean up. But more than that, because if you see a mess and someone else doesn't clean it up, you can clean it up. It doesn't always have to be, you can emulate Hashem. And in the case of, which is where it's personal, somebody damages you, hurts you, right? To, to go out of your way. In fact, the Talmud says, if you find something, you should 
prioritize a person who 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 you're upset at because that is in the way of of, of Hashem. And the person should say two tshuva and should fix it up, right? Um, but if we bear with it, who yispo al yisakin chavero till his friend does build it up. Sometimes the person years later or weeks later or days or minutes later will apologize. But until that time, if you can help them, if you can bear with them, you should go and help them. You know, Baruch Ber, Baruch Ber Lubavitch was a Rosh Hashiva of Kamenetz in Lithuania, passed away right before, in the beginning of World War II, but right before the, the Germans uh, attacked Lithuania in Operation Barbarossa. Okay? Rebaruch Ber was one of the three great students of Chaim Salavechek. He was considered one of the premier G'daylim Rashi Yeshivas in Lithuania. His works are studied daily around till our very day Yeshivas around the world. He had a daughter and a daughter who was not, who was known to be not, at least the stories are, she was not particularly attractive. Okay? And in fact, one time he tried to set up this daughter with one of the top students of the yeshiva, and the student did not want to date her because he had seen her. And she was pushing him and pushing him and pushing him. He said, No, what's the problem? Why would you not? So, like, eventually he was cornered, and, and, and he squirmed, and he said, like, I'm not so attracted to her. She said to him, "Are you marrying an Esrog? You have to. You, you have to. It's like you're marrying an Esrog. You have to be attracted like that. Like you marry a, you're marrying a neshama. You marry a person. That's who you marry. Like, that's a very high level. But we, we know that we we need to see. We, you have to be attracted. But Rebbe Bar's point was, you 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 don't look beyond the looks. Look at the person. You know, it's not, you know, marriage is not about the body because the body changes. Right? Imagine." You marry to somebody and they have some kind of skin disease or anything. You marry a person. That's again, we, that doesn't take away that you need to be attracted. It's very important. Anyways, his daughter, this daughter, eventually got engaged, and the chassan was learning in another town. In some period of time, after all the excitement and the engagement party and this, he wrote a letter that he's breaking the engagement with no reasons never came back to the town, was unapologetic that he had hurt Rav Baruch Ber's daughter, unapologetic that he had hurt his daughter, and um, it was unapologetic and really didn't feel any, you can see no remorse. A couple of years later, now imagine, imagine Rav Baruch Ber, your daughter is devastated, you ruined her reputation, you, 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 you got her all excited, a couple years later, this Rebbe gets a letter from this guy who, was, who happened to have been a top yeshiva student at his time, and he made a terrible mistake and hurt Rebbe daughter in the process. Okay, He asked Rebbe for a letter of recommendation for a position. Okay, What would you and I do? The guy never apologized, never said sorry, he devastated your relative, your daughter. Devastated. So uh, most, not, and I say not most, almost anyone in the human being, they would, um, <laughs> the first word that would come out of that is chutzpah. Or anger. That's how people review it. Like, what chutzpah? What kind of craziness? What kind of, what are you know, furious? Like, what kind of insane? This person! Of all people! Like, like, you 
even even Sadiqim would say that. This person, what kind of chutzpah? No, no way. You know, like you know, Baruch Bear, he wrote a letter, put it down, and they look over, and they asked. The reason we know the story is he asked a couple people to look over the letter to make sure it was it was it was a good letter, because he didn't trust. He still was pained. It was a human being, but he wanted. He, he didn't. He wanted to be a, like a kaddish parcha. Why should I ruin his life? Because he made a terrible error. Obviously, with Baruch Bear, by the way, realized that this guy had good qualities. He would not have tried to separate with his daughter. And not, not, you know, the person made an egregious mistake. Did not deal with it. I don't know what would have, if he did or did not apologize at a later point, but it could be well. And then you know whether you're a parent, whether you're a sibling, whether you're a child, whether you're a roommate, a classmate, a shulmate. Right, we, the, we, there are things like this that happen all the time, and I, I think Mrs. Weinemann, who is not on tonight, she asked me last time about Chanukah. There are sometimes where Chanukah is it, but take his case of Baruch Bear. What if he would have written a letter back to him? You never apologized. I'm not writing this like a recommendation. What would have happened? Mistama, I would conjecture that this guy would have been nothing would have left, not come back. Would have thought Baruch Bear was vengeful because he and his were all narcissists at some level, right? He would not have chopped it, but Baruch Bear went out of his first of all. So he and and, and and I would imagine sometime later this guy did chop what he had done, um, but he gave him time and he himself was did not hurt him in in the process. Whereas we we can have a person, you know, here's a guy I picked it today. I just mentioned this case who could help. We the the, the school involved had of fifteen hundred kids. It's a lot of kids. But he was insulted 30 years ago. And a good person, by the way. A very good person. 30 years ago. And he can't, can't move on. Can't move on. And again, I'm not, he's a good person. But he can't move on. And Hashem bears. We'll just do a drop more. Um, because it, one second. Let's look. Yeah, I think I will do it. It's a little bit more. You can bear with me. <laughs> so, um, so, I, because the next little paragraph, which is the third Midah, is very, very short. And that is overall Pesha. Hashem forgives transgression, right? Hashem, and He forgives, which means He removes the iniquity. He removes the sin uh, itself. This is even greater now. Right? We had before, when a person sinning, after the sin, now Hashem Himself will clean the damage. Zumida Gedolah. Which means this person damages, damaged himself, the world, his relationship to Hashem. And Hashem, even though there's Mashchis and these negative spiritual forces are created, and Hashem bears with that, Hashem cleans it and does not send the other Malachim to do it. When we do tshuva, when we repent, Hashem himself cleans the spiritual damage cleanses a person's neshama, cleanses a person's reality. Kedichsiv, as the Pesach says in Tehillim, and Kuflam, we say this by the way, Shira Malasvi Mamakim, is one of the Tehillim that we always say, Ki Imcha Haslicha, right? We said, how many times do we say Shira Malasvi Mamakim Krasich Hashem? Ki Imcha Haslicha. Who is forgiveness with? A forgiveness is with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Umahi Haslicha. What does it mean? There's to be forgiven. What does Slicha, this part of mean? and he cleanses the damage, the, 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 all of the spiritual effect of what a person did. 
Kedichsev, as the Pasuk says in Yeshaya, Perek Dalet, Pasuk Dalet, Imrochas Hashem Estsoyas Preitzion, when Hashem washed away the filth, not the physical filth, the spiritual filth, when a person does a virus, there's a spiritual filth that Hashem Himself what cleans it. You know, if you're this, the the king, you know you 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 don't have you don't clean you get someone else. Okay, they messed up. Clean it up now. Get someone else. You think that the CEO of uh, Google cleans the floors or Mac cleans it? Get someone else to do it. But Hashem Himself cleanses. Why? You know, I'm actually clean a kish. He cleanses the, the damage that the person goes ahead and does. Pure water, a person, which means Hashem will put a person that really they put themselves in a the gutter, they damage their soul, and Hashem will totally cleanse that person. Or overall pass Hashem. Shalech mamish rechitza over rechitza special. When we do tshuva, Hashem cleanses us. Why, by the way, tshuva is such a powerful thing. It's something we can't even imagine. Anyone, by the way. All of us at all times have the ability, the capacity, and the gift that we can do tshuva. It's such a precious thing. We do tshuva. Hashem, Hashem, Hashem forgives us. And Hashem cleans our mess for us, which is even bigger. Which is even a bigger level. This is says a short, a short one. But this is how we need to be. You and I. The person should say. Is it my problem? You know, you know, is it my this person did something stupid? Right? Is it my problem that they sinned that they made a right? You have a guy knock on your door, they they invent they invested with a, a, a swindler, and they were warned, don't invest. But they heard twelve percent, thirteen percent, they were they invested. So you asking for stucca? You made such a stupid business mistake. You're asking me, right? I, you know, um, uh, one of my relatives once told somebody that uh, not to uh, date, not to uh, date someone. This person did date someone, and they got married and got divorced. And they asked my relative for help. So, what if we told you it would be crazy to get married to this person? You, I should help you. I should help. Yeah, yeah. You should help. You should. That's Hashem. When a person says, with this sin or this damage, don't say that. We said, you and I, all of us, this phone call, all of us, this Zoom, Zoom, Zoom video, all of us, all of us, Hashem cleans up for us. He fixes up our, our, our iniquities. And and cleanses all the damage. Um, um, and, 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 and from this, we could also so number one. He says that um, um, number one. He says that it should teach us that when a person comes to us, even if they made dumb mistakes, even if they made errors, and they need your help, and it's not your problem. Right or they did damage. It's not your problem. To the extent a person wants to be divine, right? By the way, I just want to just back up. A person with divine follow Hashem. I, just, I was going to just, uh, just a, a simple understanding, you know, of why if we do this. First of all, we have a, such a holy soul if we act this way. 
were so much higher and hecher. Now, I mentioned before when a person insults us and they ask us for a favor, we say the chutzpah. You know, you know, do you think that makes us better people? <laughs> do you believe, which is the normal reaction that, that makes us better, forget holier, better? Does it make us feel better, do better? No way! Right? It's normal, but it doesn't improve us. It, this makes us halig, makes us holy. But it also, as I mentioned last time, gives tremendous, tremendous bracha of Yeshua, tremendous blessing and redemption and, and tremendous um, Hashem's, you know, um, Ashba influence on us for bracha. And this one, the next one, with this why? Just a simple, a simple, and, and again, a crude example. Imagine the following thing. Um, you, your, your person has a, a child. Your person has a child. And this child was being helped out by somebody and then hurt the person he was being held out, out with. And mess, well, let's say he hurt his business, damaged the business, made some terrible, terrible financial decisions for the business. And the, this person, your friend, who's the boss who owns the business, instead of firing the kid, gets him a mentor, gets him training, helps him out, forgives the damage he did, gives him a new job, and this can now get on his feet. Now imagine five years later, three years later, three months later, that friend who helped your child and forgave him and didn't destroy him for the damage it did. I'm going to use a very basic example. He himself, this person himself, makes a decision, a bad business decision, and loses a ton of money, more than he, much more than that kid, that your kid did. And he knocks on your door one day, and you're a person who can help him. Right? What will your reaction be? Of course you can help him. You know why? you look at, he helped your kid. Right? He helped your kid. So when we do this to Hashem's children, we act this way, not only because our, our Neshama is much higher, do we get brought up, but, but it's Mida, Keneged, Mida. Right? When we go out of our way for Hashem's children, Kala Yisrael, for the Hashem's children, Hashem blesses us. Right? When we say Chutzpah, Whatever it may be normal, maybe even rational at some at some level, right? But we don't get bracha from that. <laughs> when we insult back, when we when we, when we're invited to a wedding, we're angry at a person. We don't go to the wedding, or if we do go, we don't give to you know the, your grandchildren the yeshiva because of something thirty years ago, or you don't you know you forget the good, or you don't you, that maybe even in theory, but you don't get any bracha. A person, you act like a kashbarach, you're blessed with bracha. That's number one. Number two, he makes a very interesting point over here. Not only is it supposed to teach us to emulate Hashem that way, but it should be a, a motivation, and a, a motivation for us not to sin. Why is that? Because he's person who's biased. When we sin, even if we do tshuva, Hashem cleans up the mess. Right? Now, Imagine the following thing. Again, this, this, the second thing is a little bit, you have to be a little bit on a hacher madrega, a little bit of a higher level to, to appreciate it. But if you, you, you take your, let's say even adults, whoever one of this call is a little older, you borrow your, your parents' car. Okay, we all have cars, but we borrow your parents, they have, they have a Ferrari, right? A, a Lamborghini, or whatever. If you don't like that, a Rolls Royce, take it, whatever you like. You know, uh, a fancy car. 
Fancier than than Russ's car, right? So, uh, you know, a sleek Rolls Royce, and you total the car, total it, and you, what do you see? You see your parents. Imagine the following thing: with their bare hands, for seven weeks, rebuild this car. I'm making this up as I go. Seven weeks, rebuild this car, and you realize they don't even say anything to you, but you see them put the time and effort to rebuild this car. And they don't say a thing. What should you do the next time you're driving the car? You should drive one more careful. Why? Because you saw your, your parent spend time cleaning up for your mess. You should be more careful. It should lead to a higher level that you don't want a kashbarko, kaviyachal, to clean up your mess. The person should be embarrassed to go back to sin. Shamelch Baatzma, now we're talking the king. cleanses your mess. Right? This too is Ayurval Pesha. Okay, we'll pick up next week. Um, thank you for bearing with me. But I think it's important to really use a little bit of a finishing off. Again, this 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 work, um, the Torah Devara is a tr- the people often learn it around Shalom Kippur when they're motivated to be holy and to be great. And uh, I, I, I'm not going to say this every week, but I, what pushed me is this is a time where we should look to be great. And even, by the way, you know, I, I'm, not, I'm not. I can't speak for you. I'm not ready to fully live this way. But every, but every drop that we improve is tremendous. And listening to me read it once I think for or anyone really, any of you, it's not question of me. It's the work itself has an effect, but it'd be way more beneficial if, if either review this share, which is taped, or buy the safer and review it in the safer to contemplate and to cogitate and to implement it. In the more we think about these holy hecher and yanim, the more likely we are to actually become it. So we'll hold here. Wish everyone a very good night. A very good week.